The views expressed in this program are those of the participants. Hi, I'm Danielle Metz. And I'm Robert Vaughn. And this is The Danielle Metz Show. So, I was just thinking, Robert, about the fact that I have twins that are going to be going to kindergarten this fall, and a lot of things that happen in the public education system that really have me concerned, especially in regards to the feminization of the education curriculum, to how boys and girls are treated differently, and how I even feel worried for my daughter, because I have a boy and a girl, and concerned with how she's going to start viewing boys based on how they vilify masculinity in the classroom. Well, how did um, your older son, who's already gone through most of the education system, feel about all that? He said he one male teacher he had. He had well, he had two male teachers, but the one he had when he was younger. There's there's a point right there. One male teacher exactly. In and what? He's grade ten now or something. Uh, he's going into grade eleven. Grade eleven, yeah. In one male teacher or two male teachers. Yeah, he science. had when he was in uh, primary school. He had one male teacher when he was in grade five, and another one when he was in grade eight. The grade eight teacher was actually an awesome teacher. He was there for one year and he left because he couldn't handle it because of the the. Uh, just the vibe at the school with the principal, who's also a female, um, and the other male teacher you had, who also happened to be the union rep of the school, uh, basically told my son that the girls can get away with stuff and the boys couldn't because they were girls. He came right out and said it. They didn't even hide the fact. Yep. Yeah, they could get away with that. Don't worry about it. It's not your boy. I, I had that too, you know, when I was in school back in the 60s and the early 70s and that. It was just that the weaker sex, give them a break, that kind of thing. Now mm. I think there's something else to it, a little more sinister. Oh, and I they can get away with it because they are oppressed or something like that. And I, also, I just think it's because school is so geared to the female. You have to sit down all the time. They're the activity. Boys are rambunctious. They're, they play, they wrestle. You're not allowed to play tag. You're not allowed to play football. You're not allowed to play anything anymore. It's all hands off, don't touch, no hugging your friends, no doing anything. There's no physical activity at all for these kids. But your oldest boy, he turned out pretty well though. Yeah, I'm his mom. <laughs> <laughs> so you deprogram him after school. I have to deprogram him every single day. I walked by him the other day because I was mad about the whole, uh, all these genders and people identifying and like we were talking about last time, identifying as. And he goes, why do you care? Let them do whatever they want to do. It's like, you know, anybody can be anything. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? But that's what they teach them in school. And it's the feminine quality that I really don't like in terms of, how do I say this? That because a boy is a boy, they are by default not, or they're a dysfunctional girl. They're not boys, they're dysfunctional girls. That's how they treat them. They can't sit still, they don't have the attention span, they don't have anything like that. So it's like they're defective. And there's even an article in, I think it was the Washington Post or the Huffington Post, which wouldn't surprise me, about a mother saying that she has two sons and she doesn't trust them. She thinks they're potential rapists even though she says they're quote-unquote good boys. Well, that's a feminine term now I've heard as well, potential. Every man is a potential rapist. I think I heard that maybe 10, 15 years ago from some uh, feminist advocate out, out or radical out in the West, out West provinces. And that, 
I think, has led to a lot of uh, the institutionalized, or let's use their word, systemic yes. <laughs> sexism that I've witnessed in the public school system here um, in Ontario. As you know, I was a, a school board trustee for six years uh, here in London with the London Board and now the Thames Valley Board. And when I was there, there was a policy in hiring that they would only hire women vice principals. That was a clearly stated policy, and I actually broke confidential, confidentiality to go public with that. And to be people, so bald-faced about it, yeah. too. And if you think about it, where do you get your principals? From the vice principal pool. Where do you get your superintendents? From the principal pool. Where do you get your administrators? From the superintendent pool. So if you hire all female vice principals, at some point in the very near future, you will have every role in authority as a woman. Now, that is not to say that you can't have a good woman teacher, a good woman vice principal or principal or superintendent or administrator, but to deliberately exclude anybody with a Y chromosome for no good reason is blatant sexism, it's destructive, and it's going to have consequences in the future, not only for the public school system and people, men who want to be teachers, but as you said, it's starting off for the children. Exactly. And I find that incredibly offensive as a woman. I don't need people saying that you have to be hired for this position because you're a woman. Go away. I can get my own job. I can do my own thing. I can fend for myself. I don't need you speaking on my behalf. I am not a victim. I am an individual. And well, the, I, left, the left thrives on victims. Oh, God, yes. Um, you see it in the States with the um, so-called Black co Congress, co Black cog Caucus in Congress. Oh, yes. Um, the Democrats, you need a victim to, to, spin, uh, to um, spin your narrative of oppression so that you can implement laws which take down the best in society, mm -hmm. the productive in society. And we're seeing the exact same thing when you talk about um, women g getting or being treated as victims in the public school system. And I think that because everybody knows that there's this kind of affirmative action hiring, the women who do earn the position are put at a disadvantage because now people are looking at them, did you get hired because you're a woman or did you get hired because you're qualified? That puts all of us in a bad position. So I don't, I don't see an advantage here whatsoever. It's not like we live in a... Okay, we're making it a matriarchal society now, where feminization of, never mind feminism, feminization is the goal. Make everybody female in a female-dominated society because, you know, there'd be no wars, there'd be no none of this stuff, and everybody would be living happy <laughs> in a flower field or whatever. I have to look at some of the memes you see on uh, social media of the hipster-type men <clears throat> that are out there. Oh, the there. beta males. The beta males, yeah, and they're dressing up in such peculiar ways that you would not consider them to be... Where's the masculinity gone from them? Exactly. You know? It's not to say that, again, it's not to say that people can't be themselves. It's not to say that people can be different. It's not even to say that a man can um, dress up as a woman if he so chooses. Yeah, exactly. You know, however... We see a trend, I think, oh, yes, of a deliberate, a deliberate intent to make all men, you know, uh, to feminize them, yep. to make them lose their masculinity, their to defy what they really masculinity, as they call it. <laughs> yes, to defy what they are, their own identity, and it's it's sickening, it's it's destructive, 
it's the pendulum swung the other way and they can't see that okay if in the past which society did mistreat women and feminism um, had a proper role with the suffragettes for example to get the vote to own property to have the same say in a court of law those were legitimate grievances exactly and now you've swung the other way where a man has basically to prove that he's the one you know who was um, <clears throat> done wrong because he's automatically assumed to be the aggressor in a lot of situations. Exactly, and then also what you're doing is you're taking away this, you're making men feel guilty for who and what they are. And men have a higher suicide rate, they have, they die, they're more likely to die on the job, they, they're the ones that go to war. Women can choose to go to war or not, but men go to war, that's what they do. They do the dangerous jobs, they do, and what you're doing is making them feel guilty for it. And you're robbing them of the sense of satisfaction or pride that they can have for being strong provider, protector, all the rest of it. I don't want my sons to grow up to feel like they're guilty of anything. I want them to be the best men that they can be. I want them to be strong. I want them to be proud. I want them to achieve whatever they can achieve. It doesn't mean if they one day they go, I'm gay. I'm like, okay, fine. That's great. All the best. I don't. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, or if they want to cross dress, or they want to do any of that stuff. But I don't want them to be feel feel guilty for not doing those things. There's a great level of shame being foisted on a, a young boy today. Oh, definitely. To to stop being a young boy. Right? Don't grow up to be uh, a man. Grow up to be, you know, whatever you want to be, as long as it's not a man. <laughs> exactly. Which is so confusing to them, yeah. especially as, uh, when they're teenagers. And you're telling them they're going through the hormones and they're getting tall and they're doing all this stuff. And then you're telling them they have to not be a man. But that's what they're going to be. Like, they don't have a choice in the fact. But you have to feel bad about it. Okay, you can be a man, but just, you know, be quiet, sit still, and don't open your mouth, and don't say anything, and you have to treat, you know, women are your equals, but you can't, they can't take it if you say anything negative about them, because, you know, they are really, you know, victims, and all the rest of that kind of stuff, and I can't imagine what it would be like going through school system today. Although, in all fairness, part of me really wants to try to do it again, and just mess with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun. If I had disposable income, I'd go to university and take all the women's studies courses just to mess with them. To tell them, you, you, ha you can't do this to half the population. And this is the population we depend on for our security. Women aren't strong as men. We're not. When it comes to war, if so, we're invaded, anything, firefighters, all that stuff, sorry, we depend on men. There is a difference between a man and a woman. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, look at me compared to you. You could take me out in five seconds. Snap you like a twig. Exactly. But, you know, the, we're civilized <laughs> here. <laughs> and I think that, you know, it's these differences that the left, and it's, it's definitely feminism is on the left of the political spectrum. There's no doubt about it. Third wave feminism in particular. Yeah. But there is a, a it's, it's egalitarianism gone amok because now you're trying to say that not only are we equal before and under the law but we have to be equal in our physicality in, in our hormones you know in our jobs in things that a woman can't do or things that a man can't do traditionally women you know tra traditionally done by a man uh, by a woman for example and it is it's anti-reason it's anti-reality to say that a man should be weak when he's obviously stronger than a woman. Yes. Based on his chromosomes. Not because he necessarily wants to do that, not because he wants to be dominating over women, because that's the fact. 
It doesn't mean that he uses his strength in, in wrong ways. That's why no. you have the law. But it's a known fact. I mean, let's just face the facts. Let men be men. Let women be women. Or, or even let them be whatever they want to be. Exactly. But don't force it on anybody, and especially don't force it on kids. Yes. The, it's When it comes to kids in particular, I find it's like child abuse at this point. Where it, the, you, it's just like the, the Bill 81 where they can take away your kids if you don't support their hormonal treatment to change from one gender to another. It, it just, it's, it's insane society we live in now where gender is supposedly fluid, but everybody's the same. Because, well, if you can choose your gender, then how can you be, there's got to be a gender you can choose, so they, everybody can't be the same. Yeah, and what is this new trend that somebody's seeing out there that men who are just more like giving up? Oh, MGTOW. Uh, Mick, yeah. Uh, men, men going, go, going alone way. or something. Going yeah. their own way. Going their own way. Men going their own way. And I think that's sort of... Um, backlash. Is it a backlash? A backlash would be actually to... Maybe two. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, it's a giving up. It's yeah. an absolute resignation of men. They won't apply for a job as a teacher because they know they're not going to get it because they'll yep. be thought of as potential child abusers or rapists. They don't apply to go into um, particular uh, courses in university because they know they'll be ridiculed because men are more linear thinkers than women. They are less emotional thinkers than women. Sorry, that's the facts, you know. So you're not going to get a lot of men in social work studies. You're not going to get a lot of men in psychology studies. You're not going to get a lot of men in some of the left, more left-wing social studies in universities. And so what do they do? They sort of retreat. They're in retreat. Man is in retreat right now oh, as yeah. men. Oh, and between the court system, when it comes to family law, between oh, the yeah. and all the rest of that stuff, you can understand. And since the the whole affirmative consent thing, where now you can be accused of rape, and then Bill C fifty one, I think it is, where any text messages, any communication before or after a, a alleged rape is turned over to the prosecutor and can be denied from the actual trial, and even if it's not, the prosecution has the information of the defense, which they're not supposed to have in any other case, you have no defense. Why would anybody get involved with a woman? That's my... <laughs> I, t I very, very firmly warned my old, older son, be very careful who you date, <laughs> because they can definitely ruin your life if they choose. I mean, an accusation of rape is, that's it. It doesn't matter if you're guilty or not. You're done. Career-wise, and in university or college or wherever you are, that's it. That's going to haunt you for the rest of your life. If you thought maybe perhaps back in the um, bad old days of the 30s, 40s, or maybe even the 50s, no, probably pre-war, where women were basically barefoot pregnant in the kitchen, that kind of an attitude, yeah. a sort of Neanderthal attitude towards women. If you thought that was bad... Where are we headed with men? Oh, yeah. That's the scary part. Well, let's stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and I think we'll end it there. And uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon. If you've enjoyed this presentation, visit www.justrightmedia.org for more programming that's not right-wing, it's just right. <laughs> <laughs>